0: Uh, good morning, uh, welcome to Hillview Community Church this morning, um, especially if it's your first time, you are so welcome with us and it's actually a great time to, uh, to to join with us because we are starting a series on the Psalms today and we will be beginning in Psalm 105 if uh, if you want to get that ready. If you don't have a Bible, feel free to grab one from the back um, and, and follow along with us there. Um, Now, if you're not so new to Hillview, it's not technically a new series. We actually already did a couple of Psalms about five years ago, and so we're kind (laughs) of technically resuming a really long series. (laughs) So I've not confirmed this with Martin, but I think if if we look back every five years at the current pace, we should be on track to finish the entire book of Psalms in the year 2109. Um, (laughs) And so tell your grandkids it's going to be a great time. but you might, you might wonder, kind of, what, what is the deal with the Psalms? I think we, we have different feelings about this book. It's a bit different to some of the other books that we find in the Bible. And so you might be genuinely excited to open up this book together. You might not be excited, but maybe just interested in what could be here. Maybe, maybe you're not interested in, actually, why are we in the sands? Why aren't we doing something different? And I, I can relate to all three of those. I, When I was a, a newer Christian, I didn't get how people could get so excited about the Psalms. Because I, I like a good story, I, honestly. I, I, I like reading, you know, with Abraham and David and Moses and Jesus. And, you know, you get to follow somebody through their life. You get to see the things that God was doing with them and the thing that the way they were responding to god but but then i open up the psalms and and i read psalm one and then i go on to psalm two and it's kind of a new story it's kind of you don't get to follow it through in the same way as the other books and so i I kind of wrote it off as thinking it's a little bit harder i i I kind of have to deal with each individual psalm and figure it out and and i have no idea who, who wrote most of these so kind of where where do we really begin And so it's easy to feel a bit unsure because they're they're not stories, there's no characters. It it sometimes feels as leaving a little bit out of the loop. But over time you come to realize that actually the Psalms is is maybe the most intimate book of the Bible. That if I read about David, about his life, then yeah, I get to follow that through. I get to see the, the whole big picture story, but I don't get to hear as much of David's relationship with God. I don't get to hear how he feels about every situation. I don't, don't get to hear kind of how he praises and worships God and responds to the good things and the bad things that happen during his life. But then you open up the Psalms and you read in Psalm 23, David writes, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. And, and, and the rest of that, that's not where we are this morning, but it's kind of a more intimate thing going on here, so we, we have an opportunity for for each of these psalms that we study to open up and um, we't we often don't know who, who wrote them and in this case in psalm hundred and five we don 't know who the author is, but we get an opportunity to kind of praise with them to to share with them in, in this moment because because these are all songs there are one hundred and fifty different uh, songs that, that Israel would sing they were written over hundreds of years by probably dozens of people we don't really know kind of how it got organized the way that it did but um but there's there's so much in here that we can really chew on and think about because i mean when you write a song you're typically very careful in the words that you choose the phrases that you use and and there's actually a lot of thought that go that's gone into these now this morning we will be going uh, in psalm 105 a bit of background we don't really know who wrote it However, it is in this batch of Psalms that really is big on kind of praising, uh, praising God and, and blessing him and calling ourselves back to praise him again. And, and actually, interestingly, I found out it's got a twin. There, there are actually two Psalms here that, that in, in Psalm 105, it's all about remembering the stuff that God has done in our in our history, in our past. And then Psalm 106 goes on through that same history and confesses all the times that, that Israel was rebelling and, and, and not, really, not, not really turning its face to him. And so you, you kind of get the two, one after the other. Lord, I praise you. Thank you for your faithfulness. I repent of my unfaithfulness in the same situation. So let's, let's begin together here. We're not going to do the entire, uh, Satan, you may be thankful to hear. Um, we're going to do the first 11 verses this morning. Verse one. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name, make known his deeds among the peoples, sing to him, sing praises to him, tell of all his wondrous works, glory in his holy name, let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice, seek the Lord and his strength, seek his presence continually. Remember the wondrous works that he has done, his miracles and the judgments he uttered. O offspring of Abraham, his servant, children of Jacob, his chosen ones. He is the Lord our God. His judgments are in all the earth. He remembers his covenant forever, the word that he commanded for a thousand generations, the covenant he made with Abraham, his sworn promise to Isaac, which he confirmed to Jacob as a statute, to Israel as an everlasting covenant, saying, To you I will give the land of Canaan as your portion for an inheritance. And, and the rest of the psalm goes on to explain how God did that, the miracles God did to bring about the fulfillment of this promise to Abraham, remembering it generation after generation, continuing in his faithfulness to this promise. And so this morning, um, as we look at the psalm, uh, one of the, the best things the psalms do is that they call us back to a new view of praise and of worship. And so we're going to be thinking about four um, particular um uh, points of, of how we can draw back to God in worship, in praise, in, uh, in, a, in, a, in a new way, a more effective way. And so the, it's got an acronym. The, the acronym is HERO. Uh, you might be holding out for a hero to the morning light, um, but uh, there's no real good reason for that acronym. It just, <laughs> it, it's just memorable. Um, and so we, we, we begin here in verse one. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the people. Sing to him. Sing praises to him. Tell of all his wondrous works. There's kind of a, an assumption here that as we praise, that, that, that praise gets out to the people round about us. And it would be, it would be you know, it's tempting from this first to, to go out and say, you know, yeah, go, go and share God's praise with everybody. But really, we're British and we struggle, with Scottish, and, 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 we, and, we, and we struggle with this. And we've got this kind of uh, divide in our culture. And so r- rather than saying, you know, let, let's, let's go out and, and say things and, and do things, and, and, you know, maybe you feel like almost being stirred up to do things that you don't want to say or things you don't want to do. But actually, our first point is H, kind of an H, don't H, hide it don't hide, it's breaking down already, Um, don't hide your praise and your worship. Whatever is going on genuinely in your heart to God, let let us not hide this away. So again, in our our culture, it's totally normal. If we were at like a football game, if we were a rugby game or a gig, it is socially acceptable to, to kind of jump up and down and to, you know, sing, shout, chant, you know, and, and wave our arms about for no particular reason, and that's kind of acceptable. But then, you know, we, we, we come in and share with other Christians, either in a church setting or another setting, and, and then, oh, I actually we feel like, mm, I almost don't even want to kind of pray out loud here, because I feel like, what if somebody judges me? What if the people around me judge me for, for being too this or, or too little of that? And really, it's, it's thinking how do we address that divide? How do we get back to that place where what's going on in our heart is being accurately represented when we are kind of with, uh, with other people or, or when we're not? Kind of the, the assumption here of the psalm is that it blesses those around us when we are praying, when we are praising God in a genuine way. And so, how, how, how do we bring ourselves back to that? So, we, we've got kind of our, our kind of two hours a week that, that we, we spend here together in, in, our, in our Sunday service. And we've got you know, fantastic uh, worship leaders. I, I know kind of uh, Martin and Lindsay do a, a great job of, uh, kind of co- uh, coordinating the, the worship ministry in the church. And we've got a lot of great worship leaders here. But I know that their heart is actually that for each of us, that we would be able to lead those around us in worship. That actually in a, in a natural way, in in the way that we hold ourselves, the way that we do or or, or don't sing out the way that we do or or don't do particular things, that we kind of enable those around us to engage with God in a a similarly genuine way. And so it's really important for us to be able to, to know and feel free that when we are in that place of praise and worship to God, that we're able to live that out to enable others to know that it's it's okay to to, to to praise god and to love him in that in that kind of way and again that's why we're blessed to have such a great uh, worship team as a whole who really do kind of live that out and show us kind of what it can look like when we when we kind of engage in god with uh, with god in worship and that doesn't always mean singing out loud and big. Sometimes it's, it's quiet and reflective, just whatever genuinely going on in our soul. Let, let's not feel like we're being kind of called to be whoever God's not called us to be, but rather that we are called to be obedient wherever we are. So... Let's, let's find ways to, not, not not only in the church setting, that's, that's like two hours in the week. Do you know how many hours, you've got 112 waking hours in your week. Maybe if you have a particularly small child, you might have a few more than that. Praise the Lord. Um, but but how, how do we kind of recoup some of, of that time? That we only have our kind of worship leaders here in the church, so there's those two hours a week, but actually, what about the other hundred and ten? Who is my worship leader in, in that moment? In that time, it's, it's it's times when I get really encouraged. We we actually had uh, a member of our small group that, that messaged us earlier in the in the week with a couple of songs that really kind of encouraged them, and and, and that was great because I, I got that message and I wasn't in a in a moment of kind of praising God, but you know. You, you listen to the song, it really kind of calls you back. There's so many ways in which we can lead each other in worship. And even in a, in a, in a family context, in a, in a friendship context, there are so many opportunities to, to call one another back, to, to, to praise God, to, to share the things that He's done and is doing with us, and then help encourage our brothers and sisters to, to praise. That's our H. Uh, moving on to verse 3. Glory in His holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his presence continually. The second point is to seek him, is to engage with God. And to, to, to make that conscious effort. That, I mean, the, Basically, the, the risk is that if I kind of walk out the store on a Sunday and I wait until I walk back into the store on the following Sunday to praise and worship again. I'm not going to grow in my praise. I'm not going to grow in my worship unless I am kind of consciously engaging with God across the week. And it's, it's finding, again, opportunities to reclaim those 110 hours. Because, I mean, the, the reality is that we, we, we are often busy doing other things. We've got kind of a, a, a neatly scheduled or less neatly scheduled pattern of life. And how do, how do I get back another hour of that, another five hours ten hours uh, at least putting myself into a place where it is likely that that i may come back to that place of praise and worship and prayer we we, we often talk as kind of evangelical christians about having like a quiet time and this is something that i've had really good quiet times in the past and i've not had such a good rhythm lately but it is so important to find a way to to shape our lives that we we get actual one-on-one time with god find time in his word find time in prayer to to, to engage with him afresh in our own way now, that might be like a quarter hour a half hour a full hour in the morning afternoon and evening just finding whatever works with our, our schedule to, to to find moments to to get back to god now but in the end of the day add all that up that's maybe like three or, or six hours at best of our week but we find we spend a lot of time in other places. We, we spend a lot of time in our kitchens, in our cars, in our places of work. How, how, how do we kind of call ourselves back? I, I find that one of the easiest kind of methods for, for me is, is literally in, in kind of singing and praising. I mean, obviously, can't, can't sing out all the time. But... There are so many songs out there, so many worship songs that really do help me to kind of switch track to, from, from whatever I'm doing to, to actually reflect back on God. And so I, w- I would encourage you, if you already have um, music that, that really does kind of lift your, your, your soul in worship, that helps you to engage with God, let's, let's find fresh places to, to bring that in. Whether it's in our kitchens or our cars, if you've got the kind of job that you can actually put headphones on and listen occasionally, that's a great thing. If, if, if not, that's fine but i mean what what if what if you don't have any of that what if you don't have any songs that really do kind of lift you up in that way maybe maybe you kind of get on well with some of the the kind of praise and worship songs that that we have but you'd like to find out more or 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 maybe just if if the truth comes to truth that when you get home and and you want kind of uh, some uplifting music you turn on the ed sheeran elton john Maybe a bit of Metallica, Dream Theater. I, I, I don't know. I, I, wh- whoever it is that actually really you feel lifts your spirit. And if, if, that, if that is you this morning, the good news is that we are no longer in the 1990s. Hallelujah. <laughs> um, and so, you know, once upon a time, it felt like all the kind of Christian music was, you know, one generic white guy with a guitar um, singing kind of the same song. And that kind of feels like what things were a while ago. But there is so much good Christian music out there. And 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 not kind of Christian music in that shallow way of, yeah, like they're a Christian and they're singing. <laughs> But, but actually in, in ways that call us back. I, if I'm honest, I, I'm more on that heavier end of the spectrum. I, I love my, my rap, my, my rock, my, my heavy rock, metal even. And there are so many good artists out there who really do just en- engage with God, who, who call our focus upwards. And so so sometimes we can find the opportunity to bring the two together, the things that, that, that naturally kind of resonate with our hearts and with our spirits with Actual Christian artists who are interested in praising and glorifying God, and so I can you know listen to one of these like rap artists as i'm as i 'm driving along and actually it challenges me and edifies me and, and, and corrects the way that i 'm living that actually i can 't just go around my life doing the same way that i 'm living currently so it, it's just great to, to find any time any downtime in that kind of one hundred and ten where we can make these paths so there 's also good christian radio stations where we 've got kind of premier praise and premier christian radio we, we've got that on our digital radio in the car but there's so many other good stuff in, in, the, in the states and online stations and stuff i mean if, if you really if, if you don't have music that really you're 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 engaging with right now i'd encourage you c- connect with other people ask ask them for suggestions i'll happily give you suggestions i'm sure martin lindsay all our worship leaders have tons of uh, suggestions they would love to get out and um, there's so much good there that can kind of uh, call us back and so but before we move on um, I'd also like to say something just about uh, making opportunities at festivals and things. I know a lot of our youth have really been blessed a lot by the ministry of Soul Survivor. There's so many Christian festivals across the UK. I mean, the, the, the Keswick I see on, out there, there's a kind of advert for Keswick in Bucky in a couple of weeks, not far from us. And I mean, and there's also the Refuel Conference somebody else sent me earlier last week. I mean, there's so many um, places that and opportunities to go and engage with God in that fresh way. Um, so it's good to kind of make that space. So we've had that, you know, don't hide it. H, let's engage with God. And, and next, verse five, remember the wondrous works that he has done, his miracles and the judgments that he has uttered. So remember what God has done. Again, the, the risk is that if I come in here on a Sunday morning, or if I enter kind of any any moment of praise, just as Steve today, thinking about my day, thinking about what's happening after church, thinking about what's all going on around my life, the things that I'm naturally kind of worried about and thinking about. It's great to offer these things back to God, but that's, that's a very limited perspective on my life. That actually, my life begins with God's mercy, with his grace. And he, you know, at some point in my life, when, when I was 15, he called me back to him. He rescued me out of sin and shame and rebellion and, you know, a hatred of him. And he called me to him and made me his child. And so if I'm struggling to engage with God, sometimes it's because I'm, I'm, so, I'm so focused on my day, on my moment, I've forgotten God's faithfulness. I've forgotten all the blessings he's given me all the way through my life, including my, my, my wife and my, my little girl and my, my family and my church. and I mean, so many brothers and sisters that I love so dearly. He's, he's, he's too good. And, and you find that actually in the Old Testament, it's very much the same. That God's people are often struggling to in, engage with God, struggling to, um, to, to, to praise him. But the times when they are really successful, the times when the people really come back to God are the times when they are remembering what God has done in their lives. In fact, th- this is very Sam. The whole of Psalm 105, it is exciting for the writer because it is his history, it is his family. He is remembering the stuff that God did to bring him to the place where he is today. Despite rebellion, despite unfaithfulness, despite everything that happens later, uh, or is mentioned later in Psalm 106, that by remembering the good stuff God has done, we engage easier in in worshiping him and in praise. And in fact, I mean, the, the law... Really encourages this. That after God has rescued His people, after He gives them the law, He says, "You know, bind it around your arm, bind it on your forehead over your heart. Talk about it as you go along the road. Let's find ways to remember it, not not just in our own hearts, but to remember it with each other." And again, in our in our, in our small group, uh, we had a great kind of time of sharing, along with our study on Wednesday, where we, men- where we were kind of talking about the stuff that God had done, the stuff that He had rescued us from in our own lives. And and that's really encouraging. People that you you, you get to know and you you can have a good conversation. You think you know somebody and then they share with you, wow, what God has actually done in their lives. How he has rescued them. How he has kind of reshaped and reformed their circumstances to to give them new life. To give them that, that freedom available through Jesus. And it's great to be able to share testimony together. And any, any opportunity, whether we're together in a, b- in a big group or as, as one-on-one, it's great to take any chance that we get to remember and share the things that God has done with each other and kind of refresh each other in, in, in knowing of God's goodness and his grace to us. And before we get to kind of our last point on this remembering, there's got to be a sense in which we take that very, very literally, that actually it is a good thing to remember God's word. Uh, and not not just to remember it, as in remembering the story, remembering the general flow, but actually even down to the point of memorising the kind of individual verses in here. That one of the things that really surprised me when I was a uh, when I was a new Christian was my mum's capacity to memorise scripture, because she, by her own confession, is not a particularly kind of bookish person she was never good at kind of learning and exams and stuff but yet when she would sit down with god's word she would just memorize almost like a new verse every single week and that really kind of challenged me as a new christian that was um really encouraging really edifying for me and kind of going back to our, our point one of, of not hiding it, that, that was really something that was foundational for me as a young Christian, seeing faith lived out in my family context, that my mum was kind of a, a similarly, not, not a young Christian, she'd come back to her faith recently, but kind of day in, day out, she would go around and listen to uh, praise music in the, in the kitchen and uh, every day in, in her Bible, and it just... For, for me as a young christian that was so formative that was so encouraging seeing my mum engaging with god day in day out living out that example showing me what it looks like to remember god to remember his word to remember the things that, that he has done and that kind of like storing up that that wealth of um, his, his riches for his spirit to use in our lives so don't hide it Let us engage with God. Let us remember the good things that he has done. And last of all, verse six. Oh, that would have been really easy. Oh, offspring of Abraham, his servant, children of Jacob, his chosen ones. He is the Lord, our God. His judgments are in all the earth. He remembers his covenant forever. The word that he commanded for a thousand generations. The covenant that he made with Abraham His sworn promise to Isaac, which he confirmed to Jacob as a statute to Israel as an everlasting covenant, saying to you, I will give the land of Canaan as your portion for an inheritance. Oh, let us own the story. This is exciting for the the, the guy that's writing it, whoever he is, whenever he lived, one thing that we do know about him is that he was born in Israel. He was born, lived, and very probably died on a little plot of land. Probably quite a big plot of land which he inherited from his father and from his father and from his father going all the way back to the original family that came out of Egypt that was a slave in Egypt and his bonds were broken off and he was taken out across the Dead Sea, across the desert amidst rebellion, amid complaining, amid arguing. God continually redeemed and brought this family out and brought them into a good land somewhere that they would be safe some way that would be good for the children and the grandchildren forevermore. That was the promise that God had made for them and carried out generation after generation. This is a powerful story for the writer because it is his story. And this is sometimes where the the disconnect comes in. If all the Bible is is a list of stories, then I'm a little bit sunk. They, They can be good examples. But the amazing thing is that through the blood of Jesus through his redeeming power that makes us children and brothers and sisters of each other, through his adoption of us into his family, this becomes our story. This is ours. If you read in Genesis 12 that God says to Abraham, I will make you a blessing to all nations. Through you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. And the rest of the story, he goes on blessing the families through him, even to today, even to to, to us, to our families, to our friends, to our church as a whole. This is a continuation of the promise to Abraham to use him to bless all nations. This is promise that we see spelled out through Psalm 105 that God makes a promise to one man, and it doesn't matter even when the man dies. God fulfills the promise to his children, his grandchildren, his great-grandchildren. God's faithfulness does not end. If this is our story, it's our story of God's faithfulness from the very beginning. It's God's faithfulness right to the moment of our living. And it's his faithfulness right after us as well. That as scary as it could be, like if I, if I, if I died and my, my, my wife and my little one be, would be left, that, that's a scary thing. It's a genuinely scary thing, but I know God has been faithful to me. I know he's been faithful to us right through to the present moment. And no matter what happens in the future, he will be faithful to us forevermore. In the same way he was faithful to my grandpa. He'll be faithful to me and to my children and my grandchildren. The whole thing is our story. The psalmist, when we when we see people engaging with God in this way, you know, "Bless the Lord, O oh my soul." As far as the east is from the west, so far as He separated our transgressions from us. These, these these truths they can be ours. It can be our story. We can we can engage with God in the same level that the, the, the psalmist all did. I mean. This is dozens of people across hundreds of years engaging with God with that same freshness, that same joy, that same love, in different situations, in really difficult and painful situations, and in really exciting ones as well. We have this available to us by the blood of Jesus. We can know him in the same way. And in fact, even when we get the New Testament to Jesus, this is our Jesus. It's my Jesus. When when he's walking, when he's talking, when he's teaching, when he's forgiving, when he's lifting up the broken, when he's rescuing people out of their situations, that's my Jesus. When he fixes his eyes on Jerusalem, when he weeps in Gethsemane, when he's taken, beaten, tortured, crucified, died, jesus that's what he did for me this is my story that's that's what it took to bring to me the opportunity to know god the opportunity to have that fresh and new life and it doesn't even end when the bible ends when jesus kind of rises again and his church begins and when we when we see everything starting even past the end of the bible across two thousand years Across a hundred generations of believers, God has been faithful. We have brothers and sisters who have spilled a lot of blood to preserve this word for us, to hand on this word faithfully, to copy it, to copy it, to translate it, to a degree that we can have absolute confidence that this word is an accurate representation of all the original texts. They went so hard and spilled so much of their lives to preserve this faith for us. To show us and model for us God's faithfulness. And so if we are struggling this morning to understand God's faithfulness, if we are struggling to praise and to worship God and to continue growing in that, we've got four opportunities here that are set forth in in this psalm and all the way through the psalms. Let us not hide our praise. Let us not hide our worship. Wherever we are at home, at work, in the the church context, let us just be honest and be transparent. Let us not accept a divide between being one person in one place and another in another place. Let us engage with God. Let's find opportunities to, 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 to reclaim some of those 110 hours in our week. Even, even just a handful of them. To be able to worship God in a, in a new setting, in a new time, in a new place. Let us remember his goodness to us in our own lives. In many of the years we may be forgotten about. After the pain came. Let us remember his faithfulness all the way through his word his faithfulness to so many other people who were similarly hurt, clueless, unsure, in the same way that I may feel from day to day. And let us own the story. Let us own God's story of faithfulness in our own lives, all the way through our past, to our present, to our future. Let us own this word. Let us own The entirety of God's promises from the first to the last. Let us come back to worship God again. Let's close now and we'll continue in worship together. Father, we thank you so much for your goodness to us. We thank you for your word, for all the, the stories of faithfulness of your goodness that you model out for us time and time again your faithfulness no matter how much we rebelled no matter how much we we threw your promises back in your face no matter how far we, we turned from you no matter what we did with our lives that it was your intention to call us back to show us grace and kindness by the death of Jesus on the cross to welcome us back as brothers and sisters, as children we want to draw closer to you we want to worship you in new ways and and to really understand in a fresh way what, what it means to to love you from day to day would you help us know how to apply your word? would you be with us now as we continue in worship in jesus name amen